0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on St. Louis Cardinals fans and welcome to another Believe in Cardinals podcast. As always, I am your host Braxton Wheeler. Today's date is April 10th, 2023, and this is episode number 18. You can find this podcast wherever you listen to your favorite shows, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SiriusXM, Amazon Music, Pandora, and many more. If you enjoy this show, please hit the subscribe button so you can be a part of the First Listen Club every time a new show is posted about the birds on the bat. You can also follow me on Twitter at Brax, B-R-A-X-X-X26, as I post content daily. And send me a message whenever you'd like if you want to hear something specific on the show. All right, guys. Like I said, you should follow me on Twitter. Right before I started recording this podcast, I actually posted a video. Uh, four years ago today was the crazy anniversary of Marcel Azuna's awful, botched, outfield fly ball. The one where he, the ball was hit off the bat. He immediately climbed the left field wall thinking he was going to make a wall grab. And the ball stayed 10 feet in front of him in the park. And he fell flat on his face, turned into a ground rule double. It was like one of the most embarrassing plays ever. So anyway, I just posted that on Twitter. Can't believe it's been four years. April 10th, 2019 is when that happened. Anyway, the title of this episode today is What's Your Panic Level After Nine Games, Cardinals Fans? And I'm going to tell you what mine is. And I don't think I have to say this, but I'm going to say it again. You know, I don't want to be this podcast where I have to say, "Hey, it's early in the season," right? Everybody knows that. I know it's only been a week and a half into the season. I know the Cardinals have only played 9 games. But it doesn't with that being said, you know, there's there's some real concern with this team right now. Why do I say that? Well, through 9 games, they're tied for the worst record in the National League. Look, I get it. I know it's early, but it doesn't matter this team should not be we're not talking the NL Central we're talking the whole National League right they're 3 and 6 i get it it's early whatever it doesn't matter it's the reality of the situation and the biggest concern is this is a team that's 3 and 6 that's still batting 294 as a team which is the highest in all of baseball now runners and scoring positions are different is a is a different set of uh you know answers here but you know when it comes to hitting the team's hitting the ball relatively well from just a straight batting average standpoint. So, you know, I'm going to talk about this. We're going to break down the state of the Cardinals. We're going to go over, you know, why is the concern level, you know, this high or not this high or, you know, even some optimistic things. But let's just face it. Right now what's happening with the Cardinals and what we've seen, you know, over the last week and a half is the biggest fear that I had for the Cardinals. It's the biggest fear that I had that the Brewers could win the division. How? Well, the Brewers, they outpitch everybody. You know that's what we've seen. You know they outpitch everybody, and the way the Cardinals are going to win was well, they're going to have to outhit everybody. You just we just don't have that ace that's going to to scare you and strike out eleven, and we've seen that this week. So that's the fear, and there is a panic level there because there is some concern. Uh, let's start with the state of the Cardinals. Um, you know they started out, and you know, we talked about the Blue Jays. and you know, they took two or three. It was impressive. Then they play the Braves, who I think is arguably the best team in the National League and look what happened they get swept wasn't really close either they get swept at home and then they go play the Brewers they get they get beat 2-3 so that puts the Cardinals at a 3 and 6 record 4 games back of first place uh, Milwaukee 7 and 2 which is best record in the National League at the time of this recording Pirates are 6 and 3 Cubs are 4 and 4 the Reds are 4 and 4 and the Cardinals are 3 and 6 so Four games back of first place, that's a lot. It's its not that much to make up, but it's a lot. for When you've played nine games and you're four games back, oh, that's not how you want to start the season. You just don't want to start playing the season playing catch-up, and that's with exactly what the Cardinals have done to themselves. You know, the more I think about it, let's be honest, and this is really when I'm going to into the panic level, but the more I think about it, I cannot say that I'm shocked. Where the Cardinals are at record wise, yeah, they're better than the three and six record. Yeah, they're not going to finish under 500. Yeah, you know, these things that's not going to happen, but actually, when you really think about it, the Toronto Blue Jays is a really good team in the AL, the Braves are probably the best team in the NL, and the Brewers are really good. And we, we had to face the beginning of the rotation. So, the Cardinals being three and six isn't that surprising. Why do I say that? Well, we're facing why does it feel like, as a Cardinals fan, every time you face a top-tier pitcher on a good team, it's always, all right? You got to tip your cap. We faced a gun arm today, you know. Oh, here comes the here come the Pirates and here come the Rockies and here come the Diamondbacks for the next week and a half. Oh, we can take advantage of them like we've done the last two or three years, right? And I'm not trying to sound negative, but that's just the reality of a situation. Statistically, the Cardinals the last couple of years do not beat teams over 500. I don't even feel confident in them beating teams over 500. I don't. Why? Well, we have we have we have we have flaws our entire rotation's not they're not bad but they're just not dominant we don't have a true ace and we have a lot we have a we have a lot of three starters a lot of solid three starters right and they get outmatched you got to face guys like Zach Wheeler you got to face guys like uh Max Fried or you got to face guys like Jacob DeGrom or Max Scherzer you know it's fun in games when you beat up on the reds and you beat up on the pirates and you beat up on the nationals and you beat up on the The Tigers and these teams, when you play them in the season. But, you know, when the rubber meets the road and you got to play teams like the Braves, like we just did, you get swept. So it wasn't surprising. It's disappointing. I put out a tweet when they were playing the Braves. I said, the Braves are right now what I want the Cardinals to be, right? That's, you know, the Cardinals have a better history. I get all that. And I'm not, the Cardinals are historically a better franchise, right? Not saying that. But at some point, you know, you just can't always use the argument that hey uh you know look at our history look at all our rings look at the championships cardinals got 11 championships which is you know second most in the league behind the yankees you can't always use that argument you just can't i've always said and this maybe has a lot to me with being a cincinnati Bengals fan but i've always said teams that that always talk about past success is a current sign that your current team is ass. that's just the way it works that's just my uh, you know if if as a Bengals fan steelers fans always say oh man well you have no rings. You have no rings, Ravens fans. You have no rings. You have no rings. All that, but you know, it's like, okay, what are you doing now to improve? I don't care. I don't care that the Cardinals or you know some of these teams in MLB and NFL. I don't care that they won a championship when your grandpa was in his prime. I don't care. What is that? What is that doing for you now? What is that doing for you going forward? Right? Yeah, you can appreciate history and greatness. That's a thing. But to sit there and flex history, you know, you know, right now in the current time when your team is is 3 and 6 and not good or and, and you know I don't know I'm not trying to get off on a tangent here but you understand what I'm saying um so let's turn the page and I'm going to I'm going to do a deep dive but let's finish with the state of the Cardinals. So let's turn the page. Cardinals are 3 and 6. What's the upcoming week look like? We got 3 at the Rockies. We got 4 against the Pirates at Busch Stadium and to look ahead a little bit to next week we got 3 at home versus the Diamondbacks. That is 10 games coming up versus competition that the Cardinals should handle, all right? I'm not saying you got to go ahead and sweep these guys, but these are three series. The Cardinals have to take two at three, three at four, and two at three. It would be nice to get a sweep in there, but um, these are games. The Cardinals are three and six. They need to win these games because, look, man, the Brewers are good. They're better than we think, you know? The Brewers can pitch. Uh, you know i thought maybe they they're not going to be able to hit but if they can hit their pitching's going to be there um anyway uh this week playing at coors field look if if either team can't pitch you know hopefully the cardinals can outhit them right we're going to coors a struggling rotation it's going to be hard for them to 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 pitch really well at coors it's just historically it's hard pitch, hard hard fields to pitch in so hopefully we can outhit them um all right so let's let's take some uh, dive into some team stats so far. What are we looking like? Um, like I said, are we really surprised by this? Am I surprised by this? Not, no, not really. Um, you know, we, we knew we were going to be a good team with a solid offense, with a middle of a pack rotation to a bad rotation. Um, but the bullpen, you know, there's been better. So coming into the season, we knew we were going to be a good hitting team, a lot of potential. And we knew the pitching was going to be, we just need the pitching to be average, I guess. And we, you know, we, we, we had some questions about the bullpen, but for the most part, they've, they've done a really good job. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's not even that the Cardinals main rotation guys are bad. It's just when they match up with other NL contending teams, we don't have aces and it just doesn't cut it. You know, the Cardinals, Miles Michaelis, you know, good pitcher, Jack Flaherty, good pitcher. Jordan Montgomery, he's a good pitcher. Steven Mats, he's a good pitcher. These guys, That's the funny part. When you see the Cardinals rotation, it's not like you just look at them and be like, oh, you know, they're gross. I mean, I was talking to one of my friends at the gym and he came up, he's like, Hey, you got one of the better rotations. And it's weird because you know, it can be true, but it's a good rotation when they're on. It's never, they don't have the stuff to be, to be a scary rotation. And that's the truth that we, that's what we've seen from the Cardinals. uh, the, The last nine games. Um, offense. Let's talk about the offense a little bit. Like I said, the Cardinals are batting 294 as a team, which is best for number one in baseball. Okay. But on the flip side of that, it's not going to cut it because the Cardinals are batting 237 as a team with runners in scoring position. Only four of those 18 hits in the last three days have gone for extra base hits. Uh, uh, something else I had written down here, but Look, it's, like I said, at some point, you just can't credit the opponent. You have to hit the opponent. And they have to prove that they can do that. I'm just tired of every time Ali Marmol – let's talk about Ali Marmol a little bit. I'm tired of every time Ali Marmol is like, oh, we faced a good guy on the mound. We know that. We know we faced Corbin Burns on the mound. We know he's good. But at some point, you have to beat these guys to really be an elite team in the NL. Okay. And like I said I've said a hundred a bunch this all can change and turn around but this is the reality of the Cardinals and this is what they've shown us the last few years and the trend continues into this year. So to think that there's not truth to this after 9 games is just false. Um The Cardinals are 19th overall in major league with a, with team ERA not good and that's the, even starting pitchers pitching's worse than that. The Brewers are third overall. Uh Like I said, the Brewers pitch it well, the Cardinals hit it well, and the Brewers prevailed this weekend. And why should this scare us, right? Why should this scare Cardinals fans, what we've seen? Well, the recipe for the Brewers to win the Central is exactly what we've seen in a week and a half. They outpitch everyone, and their offense does just enough. We saw them walk off against the Mets. You've seen them out hit the Cardinals. You know, the Brewers' rotation's good. They got some questions in the bullpen but the Brewers rotation's good and if they can score an adequate amount of runs they have a chance to be really good. Um you know the like I said the Cardinals just don't have a true ace. They don't have anybody that's going to strike out 11. Um I just don't have confidence in this team when they play anybody above 500. That's just the way I've been. Uh you know they haven't proven us otherwise that they they they, they should be taken seriously when they play teams above 500. Uh, Tyler O'Neill situation. Let's talk about Ali Marmol a little bit here. Let's talk about Ali Marmol. So, Ali Marmol. I don't want to go deep into the Tyler O'Neill situation. I know there was a couple days ago. I didn't record a podcast on it. But simple as this, everybody. I don't need to, you know, put a backstory behind this. But Tyler O'Neill was he was not hustling 100. percent Let's say he was given 90, percent right? Not good, right? Like I understand that Marmol saying that's not the standards of Cardinals baseball. That's not the standard of base running. That's perfectly fine. I understand that completely. But with that being said, you cannot, after five games, publicly address that situation in the manner that he did. Okay, You just don't do that to a guy like Tyler O'Neal, who has service time in the league. I've never seen him have hustle issues in the past. He takes care of himself. Just look at his fitness. Look at his body, his work ethic's there. I have no issue with Ali Marmol. Bringing up the situation of Tyler O'Neill not hustling around third, but I also have an issue with Ali Marmol, you know, immediately going and taking this to the national media midway through the year. Okay, we've seen a couple things by Tyler. I get it, right? But that early into the season to do so, I'm not behind it. Forget that situation. Let's move on to yesterday's game, and this is my biggest. You know, look, I do believe that managers get wrongfully accused of teams losing baseball games. You know, they they take too much blame, they take too much crap when the team's losing the games and you know, it's a lot of times it's nothing that they can do. But you have to really measure managers when it comes to in-game situations. And yesterday was one of the worst I've seen by Ali Marmol, and I don't think it's up for question. Yesterday, situation, Cardinals are down 6 to 1 in the 8th inning. Course, they're playing the Brewers down six to one in the eighth thing. They have a bases loaded situation. Okay. They pinch hit, which is a good move for Andrew Kisner. Or was it, wait, it was a pitch hit situation, whatever. Bases loaded. They, they had Brendan Donovan on deck. They then, the other team brings in a left handed pitcher. So Ali Marmal, instead of hitting Brendan Donovan, instead of hitting Brendan Donovan, who can hit righties and lefties really well, decides to hit Taylor Motter. A guy that is a fringe roster guy that hasn't had an MLB RBI since 2018. We understand he would not be on the roster if Paul DeYoung wasn't hurt. So this guy that hasn't got an MLB since 2018, pinches hits over Brendan Donovan, pinch hits over Dylan Carlson and Juan Yepes. Dylan Carlson is a good right-handed hitter. Juan Yepes is a good right-handed hitter. But you take Taylor Motter, and in the press game conference, Ali Marmol says, "Hey, I did that because Taylor Motter provides more power, and we're down six to one. But, in the, yeah, he had you know he had Dylan Carlson and these guys getting up for the next at bat, and the Cardinals didn't score anything. He struck out on I think it was four pitches. That's just a case of a manager overthinking themselves, out managing themselves, out managing common sense. <clears throat> um, it's just." You know, Ollie hasn't shown me much so far this season, and I know it's quick and short. And I look—I don't—I don't dislike Ali Marmol. I don't love Ali Marmol. I—I never disliked uh, Mike Schilt. I never loved Mike Schilt. Uh, but I think Mike Schilt was wrongly fired. It doesn't have anything to do with Ali Mar Ali Marmol per se. But you know, he just hasn't shown me a lot this season, and it's hard. You know, it's it's gonna be mistakes. I understand managers make mistakes and stuff, but yesterday that just that decision didn't make sense to me. Uh it's a little bit let's try to let's let's talk a little bit about Jordan Walker. You know, he's one of the bright spots. You got a twenty year old kid trying to carry in the weight of the Cardinals fans' uh, emotions right now. He's he started his MLB career on a nine game hit streak. He's being everything that excuse me, he we thought he would be. He's batting three fifty three, his own base percentage is over four hundred. His OPS is nine ninety three. He's already got a couple home runs. He's got 8 already 8 RBIs, which is tied for the team's lead right now with Jordan Walker and Nolan Arenado both with 8. He's doing everything right. The kid's he's kid's phenomenal. A lot of people want to see him move up to two spot in the lineup. I disagree. I like him hitting eighth. I think it gives him a better opportunity to see more fastballs. You move him to the two hole, it might change things. You you know, you shift somebody else to the eight hole, they might see more. But I think it's a good way to cater Jordan Walker slowly into the MLB pitching by keeping him in the eight hole. He's seeing pitches to hit, and he's taking advantage of it, so keep him in that eight hole. Now, maybe is there a time in a couple months where we need the production in the two hole? Sure, but for now, no problem with that. Uh, just a couple more thoughts here before I close. What needs to change for this to turn around? I know I've sounded negative on this episode, but the truth is it should be some negativity in here. So what needs to change going forward for the Cardinals to be, you know, where they, where we expect them to be this season? Well, let's say, let's talk about Andrew Kisner for a second. I've seen enough of Andrew Kisner. I understand he's just a backup catcher, but Andrew Kisner provides nothing for this team, and I don't like to beat up on the guy. He provides nothing. He's done nothing so far this season. He's batting 100. He's one for ten. He struck out five times. He struck out 50 percent of his at bats. His OPS is 200. His own base percentage is 100, which is the same as his average, and his slugging is 100. He provides nothing offensively. He's literally almost a free out. And I don't. I think the kid's a good guy. He's fine. But it's just the fact of it. it's bringing down the club's production. Why can't we give Ivan Herrera a chance? I put out a tweet yesterday. I think he's had 30-some home runs in the minors. His career batting average is 275, 278. Look, it's not going to be the savior of this team, right? But it's time to give the kid a chance. And I've had a lot of people in my mentions saying, hey, well, if you bring up Ivan Herrera, it's going to hurt his, his his progression, his progress to get better and get daily starts. I can guarantee you at this point in Ivan Herrera's career, I understand he's still on the younger side, but he would rather see the field every you know two out of five days or one start out of five days at the major league level. Because you know why? Because you can't just keep throwing out a, a – Backup catcher like the Cardinals have been doing, you got to give somebody else a chance. Whether, you know, you just got to give somebody else a chance. It's just not cutting it. How do the Cardinals continue to improve this season? Well, they have to hit with runners in scoring position. Like I said, they're batting 234 with runners in scoring position. It's too good of an offense to do, you know, do that. They're not getting enough extra base hits. They're hitting the ball fine. The offense is going to be fine, but they score their runs in bunches. They have a big day offensively, they blow up. But when it's hard to grind and get these runs and hit the runners in scoring position, we've seen a part of this this losing streak that the Cardinals haven't been able to do so. Um, you know, the what look the Cardinals just need to win the games that they're supposed to win. And what does that mean? You know, well, they got to beat the Rockies, they got to beat the Pirates, they got to beat the Diamondbacks. You know, and I hate to say it like this, but they're not better than the Braves. They're not better than the Braves right now. They're just not. So I understand how they lose those games. You know, it would be nice to take one, but, I, I mean, look, we just have to – they just aren't as good as the Braves when it comes to pitching right now. They're just not – it doesn't say that they can't win. They could win a series. But let's just be honest. They need to win the games they can win, and that starts this week with some some uh, C- to D teams their Cardinals are playing. Last thing I have to say here is, you know, the, the sky isn't falling. right? The sky is not falling as, as bad – as it may sound, and the way I've talked in this episode, the sky's not falling. You know, the Cardinals aren't as bad as the record shows at three and six. They're not going to finish last in the NL. They're not going to finish last in the NL Central. They're going to be there come you know August, September, competing to win NL Central. So just hang on, Cardinals fan. Just hang on. You know, these these pitchers are going to start to be playing better. They're going to start beating the teams that they're supposed to beat. Try and just hang around until you get to the trade deadline. And maybe we can trade for somebody like Sandy Alcantara. I understand it's going to be a crazy load that they're going to want for him if they if they want to trade him. But you know what? Let's try and get an ace guy like that. If we can get one or two aces, this team could be one of the best in the NL. But for now, uh, the Cardinals have had a slow start. Four games back, 3-6 and six record. But just hang on. The sky's not falling. And uh, expect the Cardinals to get back on track starting tonight with the Colorado Rockies. That's all I got. Uh, As always, this is the Believe in Cardinals podcast. I'll be back in a couple days to recap some action and probably preview the four-game set with the Pirates this weekend. Everybody have a great evening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.